Today in Venture Poland podcast, a topic that's very close to my heart as we are going to talk about radars, radar technology, hardware products and international expansion. And just to give you a quick uh, recap here, in the first episode of my podcast I explained that I've spent a lot of time in UK working with radars. This was my second job after graduating from microwave engineering um, from Gdańsk University of Technology in Poland. And during that time, I really had the opportunity to understand the commercial radar market that touches very different clients, actually, because we've been installing radars at the airports, in tunnels and motorways. Uh, So a very broad spectrum of work that I've done globally. And I was really glad when I stumbled upon APS, Advanced Protection Systems from Poland, when I was searching for Polish startups. And when I started reading about them, it was very clear to me that it's a very interesting company that's for sure one of the most promising Polish startups, not only because of the complexity of the technology that I can confirm straight away, but uh, most importantly because of the application of the technology. So we have a technology that's been known for ages, we have a compact design, uh, we will talk about it later a bit more, and then we have this application for anti-drone solution And I need to uh, apologize here quickly because we jumped straight into some business-related questions and not necessarily questions uh, around the technology. If you want to understand how Control Sky works and um, understand how it is possible to uh, actually detect drones, I would strongly recommend checking out their uh, YouTube channel so you can see some samples of their work and uh, demonstrations. Radek Piesiewicz, uh, the COO and one of the co-founders, is uh, today with me. I hope that you will enjoy this episode. Please leave a comment, share it with your friends and colleagues The work. There is plenty of interesting information in this episode. At the very end, I must admit, uh, we sort of uh, finished the recording and then uh, Radek added a couple more uh, bits that... I then recorded on my own. I hope, Radek, that you don't mind, but I thought that these were very interesting things to share with the audience. Um, Okay, so I hope that you will enjoy Radek's uh, energy because he's a very uh, intense man and uh, every single time I talk to him, I don't need a coffee later on. So enjoy. Welcome to Venture Poland Podcast. My name is Daniel Czachorowski and my goal is to promote Poland as a great partner for any business venture, especially when it comes to technology. In my podcast, I interview Polish entrepreneurs, startup founders, managers and engineers, so we can all learn from them. Enjoy! Radek, thank you very much for coming to the podcast today. Finally, we've managed to, uh, you know, get some time together. Uh, how are you doing today? Absolutely, yes, yes, I'm doing fine. Daniel, thank you for inviting me. Sorry for these uh, delays, but life is a little bit busy, but it's very good we got together today to talk a little bit. Brilliant, thanks. Uh, you're a bit special for me, Radek, uh, not only because we've known uh, <laughs> each other for some time, but most importantly because the results of uh, the work of APS 
Uh, I'm really glad that we've managed to sit together, record this episode, as there are not many startups who can successfully lift off the ground, especially in the realm of high technology, where you have both hardware and software combined together. I mean, as APS, you're in a domain of uh, big uh, military organizations like Lockheed Martin, Thales, Siemens, with your products. So yes. I'm really curious uh, on your views of uh, some uh, questions here. Tell us a bit about APS, Control Sky, uh, let's do a 60-second pitch like uh, you were just starting off. Sure. APS uh, is a company that was uh, started by myself and uh, my friend uh, Maciej Klem. We started the company about uh, five years ago, more or less, with, uh, with a view to, to develop, design, develop, and, and deliver to the market a system that will effectively detect and neutralize drones. The idea was to deliver the system that really works and responds to the new threats that appeared on the market. Uh, and you, you mentioned uh, exactly that uh, we somehow compete in the area that has been occupied and is occupied by uh, big guys, big military uh, companies. However, here we found our niche as uh, the threat that we were uh, attacking with our system. Uh, we're trying to solve with our system. Uh, was completely new on the market. So none of the military-grade systems could do a good job against these uh, small uh, drones, commercial drones flying low altitudes, small speeds, uh, made primarily out of plastic, and uh, which everyone saw that they were very, very difficult to, to be detected and to be neutralized. So uh, we basically had the basic technology for radars that we developed already within the framework of some uh, European Space Agency contracts. And we thought that uh, we have the basic technology that could respond in a positive way to this new threat. So we embarked on this uh, great adventure. And uh, basically at this moment, uh, we deliver a very good, effectively working system that competes uh, successfully on the global markets as we have uh, numerous clients uh, worldwide at the moment. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, long story short, uh, a successful story from uh, Gdynia, from Poland, because this is where you're based right now. Yes. Um, yes. I would like to ask you about times before you've started out. So um, you've mentioned European Space Agency contracts. I would like to understand the spark moment, you know, something that started off uh, with the journey of being an entrepreneur and not uh, just, uh, let's say, working somewhere abroad. Yeah, this is a pretty long story as uh, we've known each other with Maciej for a long time. We basically studied together microwave engineering at the Technical University of Gdańsk. And then right after our master's studies, uh, we went abroad to do a PhD. I did it in Germany, Maciej did it in Switzerland. And uh, once uh, we did our PhDs, uh, we spent some time across a number of countries in Europe, uh, Switzerland, UK, Italy. Uh, working for different organizations and uh, being involved in, in different engineering projects. So uh, we basically utilized that time to build up the knowledge, build up experience, get to know the people, uh, understand the market, understand the needs. And then uh, we came back to Poland and we established uh, a company uh, where we thought that based on the knowledge that we gathered over the, over the years, we could uh, successfully thing about delivering niche high-tech products and these were small footprint energy efficient uh, radar sensors 
And actually, we were looking for some good uh, applications for, for these sensors, knowing that we cannot uh, right away compete against big guys because this would be, of course, uh, unrealistic. So we're looking for some uh, niche applications. And we were thinking actually about different ones, not about drones. Uh, the idea with drones came a little bit later. Actually, it was sparked by, by news on the market that you know, there was this drone flying over uh, a nuclear power plant in France. And it was spotted only in the very last moment when it was uh, flying over the power plant when actually it's already too late. So it flew over and did something. Nobody knows uh, what it did. And it went somewhere and nobody knows up to now who piloted that drone, for what purpose and uh, what, what is behind that. And there was then a, a uh, information in the media that actually this is a real threat and appeared abruptly on the market because it, it came from the fact that the drones became widespread, affordable, anybody could buy them. Uh, this, this was with the uh, coming of the DJI uh, drones, which are very easy to pilot, which are cheap, which are accessible, and that basically anybody could possess. And with these drones, you can actually do quite many things. You can do surveillance, you can do eavesdropping, you can do in industrial espionage. And of course, you can uh, commit different sorts of uh, attacks, terrorist attacks, also including uh, flying over a nuclear power plant and dropping something yeah, like an explosive or, or maybe maybe something else that would uh, distract the operation of a power plant or even not only hamper its operation, but also uh, could uh, cause a tragedy. Uh, so uh, basically, it, it just sparked. Yeah. So uh, we saw the news and we thought oh, this could be exactly something that uh, our intricate radar technology can cope with. And it was exactly already the time that we had our first uh, contracts uh, done with the European Space Agency, where we developed dedicated, specific integrated circuits for uh, radars, for, for radar frontends. So we knew how to build uh, very small, uh, also cheap, uh, small footprint, uh, low energy consumption, very good architecture, uh, new radars. And we thought that this could be something that we could try out against the drones. And this is how it began. Well, we got the money from a business angel that invested in the idea. Following on this, we uh, acquired uh, some funding from the national funds, from the National Center for Research and Development in Poland. And based on that, we just went step by step. We planned how to arrive at the MVP. We arrived at the MVP and we right away, we started showing that uh, in Poland, and but basically uh, abroad, because this was the time that many institutions already realized that there is a big need for such, uh, for such uh, products. These products were not available in the market. We were actually one of the first two or three companies that understood there is such a need and we responded fast to that uh, to that need much faster than the big guys following on the on a couple of years of experience where we let's say we did good job on the uh, product development and then we also did a good job on its marketing across uh, across different countries and across different segments market segments now we managed to to sell quite many units already yeah okay well it's a very long story and what i wanted to recap here and i think it's very important uh, also for me personally but mainly for the listeners that uh, you didn't come into the business straight out of blue no. you both had uh, plenty no. of experience you had your own yes. uh, business working with um, organizations in europe and then uh, according to what you knew about specific technology then you have developed something else 
yes. to make sure that the need is fulfilled in the market. Yes, definitely, definitely. This was not a student uh, project. Yeah, it was not something right away after the university. There was first university, then it was PhD studies, then the, it was working for different institutions uh, in uh, Western European countries, uh, collecting, gathering experience, then establishing own company, developing basic technology. And then the market need came and we understood that the market need is really very interesting. And uh, we embarked on this, but it's, it's exactly as you said, it's, it's not that it came out of the blue, out of nothing. It was, there was a big, strong foundation built uh, ahead of that. Perfect. Okay. What I think is often uh, misunderstood, that there is a huge gap between building an app or a software business when you compare it with a high-tech physical product. True. Not to mention that you have entered a highly regulated industry as well, because this is also very important. True. So do you have any thoughts on the approach for commercialization uh, process for such complicated product? Um, you know, this is, uh, I think, something that could be really important to listen about. I think what, what was key is that we really arrived at the uh, MVP. We were not waiting until, you know, the, the technology that we developed was perfect. We arrived at some certain level that we thought it's already good enough. And then we started to really position that on the market, try to show it to the potential clients, try to win the first clients, but also listen to what the clients really have to say about the technology that we develop, what could be made better, what they actually want, because it was a completely new market, yeah? completely new market, completely new uh, technology. And uh, we developed something that we thought responds to the, to the basic needs. And then we actually very fast started to ask and to show it to, to, the, to the clients, asking them their opinions, or even simply by you know, making demos, we, we collected opinions from the potential clients. And these opinions we used to make the product better and better and better, and we went stepwise forward. Then also what is important, we very fast understood because we had a lot of knowledge before, what would be the key technology to, to be deployed for this sort of applications and what actually was missing in our competition. So we thought this, this could be a good chance because we, we believe that we understand very well what technology needs to be developed and how it needs to be developed. And uh, I, I think also the testing with clients, showing that to clients, making pilot uh, uh, deployments was, was also very important. Okay, brilliant. So uh, probably this is uh, the majority of your time spent showing uh, your technology in different situations during demos, during uh, trade shows. Uh, how many of such demonstrations or trade shows you do per year? You probably lost count. I don't even count. I don't even count because it's, it's been so many. Of course, the current situation is, is, is very much different because we may not travel. So it uh, hampers in that sense our operation. But if we take 2019 in account, I mean, I'm not even counting. It, 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 it's been so, so many different demonstrations. Uh, we traveled the world basically with our system. Uh, we also uh, invited potential clients to visit us because sometimes it made more sense that the people come and see the full flavor of uh, our technology and also the production plant and everything. Uh, but also we travel basically the whole Europe uh, crosswise. Uh, we spent uh, quite a lot of time in the US and also in the Middle East. And actually it, it paid off, yeah, because with this... Uh, security and defense-oriented technology, people need to see. People need to be sure, especially that it's a new market. And as at the beginning of that market, uh, of course, quite many people 
uh, thought there is a good chance to, let's say, place some sort of a product on that market, even even though it was not really responding to the needs or was, you know, based on false science or, or, or some false claims. And then the clients understood that since the, the, the threat is pretty much complex and sophisticated, the technology also is not easy and needs to be very well tested before deployment. And you can only test in, in demos, in, in pilots, extended pilots, things like that. So uh, we really needed and we did a lot of traveling to clients and also clients came to us to see how our technology works and how it outperforms uh, our competition. This is also related to a very specific thing. I mean, you know, you need to finance this and uh, probably that's one of the, at least from my perspective, when I speak to startups and founders, it's um, sometimes it's very difficult for uh, the founders to cover the cost for business development. And this is what you do. So any suggestions for that? Something that we could share here with the listeners? Um, I think our story is pretty much clear. I mean, uh, we had we had an idea and we had basic technology and we didn't have cash. So we we're looking for cash and we found that cash through Business Angel. Uh, that Business Angel is, of course, still uh, part of our company and is uh, the first investor in the company. So great, great uh, thanks to Michal. Uh, so he was the first one to understand that there is a very big market potential in the technology and he invested in our company. Then uh, based on that money, we uh, we also acquired substantial EU funding, basically from the national funds or from, from European funding, but administered by the national funds here in, uh, in Poland from uh, National Center for Research and Development. And this was really a uh, important factor uh, because it allowed us to really collect uh, sufficient funds to finance our development and to arrive at the MVP. Plus then in the next step, we again uh, acquired a new investor and that also believed in what we were doing and invested money in the company. And that chunk of money served to really invest in uh, business development and marketing. So it allowed us to do a lot of traveling, to do a lot of demos for the clients, to show how the technology works. Because as you mentioned, and you're totally right, that's that's really something that was that was really important, but also cost a lot of money. So uh, summing up, we basically had money from investors plus uh, money from uh, grants. And then at some point we started to sell the system, and then uh, uh, we basically broke even. Yeah. So uh, at the moment uh, we are, we are making our money in the company from uh, selling the system. We already arrived at the stage where the system is very stable, reliable. People believe in it, and it has been compared on numerous occasions against competition and and outperformed. Brilliant. So it's well, it sounds like a success story. Obviously, you know when you look at it uh, from the side. But um, was there anything that uh, went wrong that you could have done better? That something you could you know share with us? I wouldn't say that something went wrong. Uh, maybe from a retrospective, looking back in time. It's like in life, you always, when you look back in time, you say, oh, I, I could have done this or that better. Yeah, th- th- this is always, it's not only in business, it's in personal life, it's it's everywhere, it's in sports, it's it's basically in every, each and every aspect of your life. And uh, when I when I look back and I, when I when I think at what stage we were at, what information we had, uh, what uh, understanding of technology and market we had, I, I think we, we did overall 
correct decisions. Overall, I do not see any single major decision that was not correct. Of course, I mean, uh, asking ourselves whether we could have done things more effectively, spend less money on something uh, on the development, for example, or spend money in a better way, more effective way. Yes, absolutely. This this is something that that uh, that is true, and that we understood that why growing and at the moment we have uh, quite many people on board uh, while growing we we saw a need for introducing some sort of procedures and processes in the company exactly in order to avoid or, or maybe not to avoid but in order to enhance the effectiveness of our operation to spend money better to to spend time better to make more within the, the 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 given amount of time especially that the market is moving fast uh the market is very big hence uh, there is of course quite uh, quite many companies at the moment looking at these opportunities and there is also big guys turning into that market so uh we need to be fast we need to act effectively we need to spend our money in a wise way in order to arrive at good results in in in, in, in fast so summing up i wouldn't do any major big changes looking back in time however as far as efficiency of operation how effective we were so uh, there were of course quite a few areas where we needed to improve and uh, actually uh, we constantly improve on these things introducing some sort of uh, processes procedures and and structured way of working okay brilliant and what did you learn recently about uh, running APS that helps you do your job better? That's that's going to be the ending question. Recently, I would say, of course, uh, at the moment we are already in the COVID uh, situation. That COVID situation uh, changes the playground in a serious way in a sense that, of course, traveling is not possible. It means we may not travel to potential clients. We may not, we may not travel to demos. Uh, and also potential clients may not travel to us to see our technology work. So at the moment, to me, it became clear how important it is to wisely apply digital marketing tools, methods, methodologies that, that can really uh, help act in under such a situation. And I think we did good as we managed to get some uh, new contracts within that difficult time, which was even uh, in that sense a little bit uh surprising to us considering the difficult situation well congratulations on that then uh i really hope that you guys uh do well and i'm really keeping my fingers crossed uh, for you i hope that this year obviously it may be a bit more difficult but in the future we will hear about aps counter drone systems which is a very hot topic thank you daniel Th thank you thank you so much for these words thank you daniel uh, for your cooperation and, of course, uh, for giving me this opportunity to to talk a little bit about uh, our way. Uh, of course, this year is is difficult, but we do our best, and I hope uh, that the future is bright. Thank you, Daniel, again. Okay, brilliant. Thanks. Thanks. Okay, now it's time for our uh, promised vocal appendix to the episode uh, when we uh, stopped the recording and we switched into Polish. Uh, Radek mentioned one very important thing. He said that due to the COVID situation, finally they have some time to focus more on the technology. And it's not that the technology is not mature, it's not that it's not tested, 
but there is always something to be added there is always something to be changed in order to make the product better and even though that the team is quite big for a startup i think it's around 30 people now because the development is so rapid a successful startup can also struggle to keep up with the daily work they finally have some time to focus on this to update the processes to update the procedures but also to focus on the actual technology they can finish off what's been meant to be done earlier and now when the COVID situation finishes they will have new firmware updates they will have new versions of their radars available for their customers so as Radek said today that I would like to emphasize here it's that the solution doesn't have to be perfect in every aspect it has to work and as soon as you get feedback from the market then you reiterate and then you do uh, another update and I think that's a very pragmatic way of doing things but it's probably also the quickest way of getting feedback from your clients and feedback is money so as soon as you get money as soon as you get feedback about problems uh, with the technology that's been sold that's also very valuable because you can always work out an agreement with the client but uh, if you don't sell if you don't do demos if you don't show your technology then nothing's gonna happen so i hope that this will resonate with some of you a bit and uh, maybe you will be able to do some fundamental decisions that will change the direction of your startup of your business take care thank you very much leave a comment and stay tuned for next episodes and interviews with polish entrepreneurs thank you very much